Welcome to Once Upon a Housewife, a podcast where we discuss the housewives you love to love, love to hate, and sometimes hate to hate. Your next episode with Bess and Sarah is coming up now. Welcome to Once Upon a Housewife, where we talk about the housewives we love to love, love to hate, and sometimes hate to hate. I'm your host, Bess Ellis, and today, a little something different here, Sarah is living the luxury life out of town, but don't worry, we have you covered. We have returning a friend of the pod, back by popular demand, Amanda Geckback. Hi. So happy to be here. So happy to have you. Thank you so much for covering. We really appreciate it. You guys are in for a really fun treat today. I just want to say you guys are like my Casey and Danielle, and I'm just the Matt McConkey of it all. You are the Matt McConkey. It it was my goal. You're my June Diane. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. A little bitch sesh for you guys. I... So we are covering Heather Dubrow today. Fancy Pants Dubrow. Fancy Pants Dubrow. And I couldn't have been happier. I get really sour on OC a lot these past few years. But rewatching OC, it you realize how good it is. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they definitely have a lot of content. I mean, as we were talking about earlier, like every single season is 48 episodes. I- and they're good. There's no filler. There's no filler episodes in OC. I like when they do family stuff, together stuff. I really like it. What do you think about Heather? You know, so when you asked me to do Heather, I was actually really excited because I've always sort of liked her. But watching it back, she's it's she's not as strong for me as I, as I thought she was going to be. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of soured on her. Um, still an interesting watch. But there's something about her that just didn't resonate. I don't think it's the right show for her. Like, she needs to be in Beverly Hills. You think she needs to go to Beverly Hills? Yeah, I think she's in the wrong cast. She elevates the OC, don't get me wrong. But, like, totally the wrong cast. She does not mesh with these girls. See, I, you know, I think early Heather Dubrow, it's a little bit tougher of a watch. And then the more and more I watched her, I just started getting more and more, like, sucked into her. And really, like, I enjoyed her. Like, a season, well, talk about the episodes, too, but Heather, season 10, which is all about Brooks and Cancergate, she was a freaking all-star to me. And that's why I ended up really liking her. She's a great beta. But she has alpha energy. Season 10, she definitely, like, was her shining moment. I have a few moments from that from that uh, uh, season that are just, like, divine. Because that was Glamis as well. No, Glamis was 11. That was oh, Kelly Dodd's okay. You're season. right. You're right. And wow. that was sort of that, her demise. That was. Kelly Dodd is her kryptonite. I mean, it's a total, like, a total cancer for her. Kelly Dodd is OC kryptonite. Yeah. I really feel like that's when everything sort of, like, started tumbling down. There's always one cast member out of every, like, city that it's just... They put everyone on edge, and it becomes kind of like squirrely and squirmy, and just weird. Like the the vibe and the energy changes, and Kelly Dodd brought that energy change, and it was bad. It was bad, and yeah. it could, and it was the destruction of Heather. Yeah, totally, totally. Okay, so let's get into her early life. Do her thing. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a woman named Heather Page Kent, the least Jewish name. In the all of history. <laughs> Jewish name. Heather, yes. Paige Kent, not so much. 
It was born in the Bronx, New York on January 5th, 1969, which makes her 55 years old. She's a Capricorn. And Capricorns are usually practical, loyal, strong, and dignified. Creatures of habit. Do you think that tracks? Absolutely. I don't think she's practical. Well, she can be practical, but she's fancy practical. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she likes a nice hotel. Yeah. But she likes it for, you know, for the practical reasons, right? You know, there's going to be a nice restaurant in the hotel. They'll be shopping. They can just stay there. Like, she's thinking ahead in all of her choices, even though they're fancier. You know what? I have to agree with you. Okay, her parents are Carol Lewis and Conrad Kent. And after her birth, her family moved to Chappaqua? Chappaqua. Okay, Chappaqua, New York, where she grew up. I think that's where the Clintons ended up. Really? Yeah, yeah. It sounds very fancy. Additionally, so she has a sister named Skylar Kent. Is that how you pronounce it? Shyler? Shyler? I don't Skylar. Skylar? I feel like it's so it's spelled S-C-H-U-Y-L-E-R. Skylar? Shyler? Again, not very Jewish. Nope. Nope. Not at all. These are very waspy people in a very Jewish way. They're the sort of Jews that have like a golden retriever and go boating. You had a <laughs> golden, golden retriever and went boating. My, my dad. My dad was like one he of these waspy, waspy Jews. Jews. Correct. Like, like grew up playing tennis kind of thing. Oh my God. You're right. He is a waspy Jew. Uh, her father passed away in 2017. And she's 5'7". <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> she attended Horace Greeley High School in Chappaqua and went to college in 1990 at the University of Syracuse where she got her bachelor's in fine arts. She was part of the Sigma Delta Tau sorority. Now, is that a Jewish sorority? It is. Yeah, SDT. SDT. Also, also known as, as Spend Daddy's Trillions. You know, I was actually recruited for Sigma Delta Tau. And? And um, I went to some of their events and just decided it, it wasn't for me. I'm not fancy enough, and I'm not enough of a joiner. You know, no. I like to be left alone. And I don't think a sorority is the right environment for it that. Is <laughs> Lots of plans. Um, so she also partook in the Miss Greater Syracuse pageant during her time at school. We'll have to post a picture of it. We've got to find that. She's got a, she had lots of big hair in the 80s, too. After graduation, and I couldn't find... Oh, wait, you found this. She formed her own 14-piece big band, which she toured and opened for artists such as Mel Torme, Dana Carvey. Is that Dana Carvey of Wayne's World fame? Yeah, and Saturday Night Live, the comedian. Okay. That's amazing. I have not been able to find any recordings of her singing. Did you hear any? I haven't either. I mean, I just think... I feel like there was a time in the 90s more so like in the late 90s where people got really into swing dance and big bands yeah that was a very late 90s yeah and i feel like she was right at the forefront of that of that movement starting a trend yeah but no i think we have to go in and do a little bit more research and see if we can try and like link one of her songs it's got to be on youtube somewhere there's got to be i feel like i tried i gotta try harder next time okay so tell us about her marriage her marriage um so as we all know, Heather is married to Dr. Terry Dubrow. Terry is 64 years old. I didn't realize they had quite an age difference between them. I know. That's surprising. But yeah, I guess it is. It's it's uh, 11 Nine years. Nine years. Oof, I can do math. Um, he was born and raised in L.A. with his older brother, Kevin, who was a member of the band Quiet Riot. Now, what does Quiet Riot They were like an 80s hair metal band, okay. and they had a hit or two, which... I cannot recall. 
It was not my genre. (laughs) So he received his medical license from the University of California, Los Angeles, and also holds a master's degree from Yale. Very prestigious education. He went on to complete residency in general surgery from Harbor UCLA Med Center, and then completed his fellowship in plastic and reconstructive surgery, also at UCLA. He's on the uh, board of plastic, he's a board certified plastic surgeon and a fellow of the American College of Surgeons. Do you think Terry was just a giant nerd growing up while his brother was like torn away in a rock band and then sort of like when do you think Terry came into his own? Oh I don't think I feel like even in early seasons he's still a total nerd. He is. You know and I feel like he's God. I mean I like Terry but I just feel like he's always doing a bit. He's an asshole. He's kind of an asshole and he just likes you know it's like enough already with the onion rings, with this. It's just there's I always something. I think he pushed Heather to be on this show so desperately. Yeah. I think he wanted it more than she did. I think if he knew they were filming scenes, that man was always available. Oh my God. Well, I was, when I was doing research, I was shocked that he was on The Swan. Oh yeah, that's right. He was on The Swan. Yeah. That was where like he kind of got his little taste of fame. Yeah, and that is the most. That is a wretched, wretched show, The yeah, Swan. Yeah, I think it was also referred to as the most sadistic show in all of television. Um, for those of you that don't remember, it was basically a bunch of dowdy housewives that um, went on to get like a complete reconstructive surgery. And they couldn't look at themselves either, right? Yeah, they couldn't look at themselves. New teeth, new boobs, bigger foreheads, smaller forehead, like yeah. everything. Like you look like a different person. Yeah. It was it was pretty shocking and pretty low standards, even by reality television. Standards. Wow. So, that box yeah. had away for, with them for a while. But anyways, back to Harry and Tether uh Terry and Heather's <laughs> love story. Um they met on a blind date in ninety six. Um she asked her surgeon friend if she knew if he knew any Jewish doctors, and um, he set them up. Heather said that Sparks did not fly initially, and that he wasn't her type. But uh, I guess he asked her on a weekend getaway to Napa, and she said on the on one of her podcasts that the moment I saw him at the airport, it was over. I knew I was going to marry him. It was like we were a married couple. We saw each other, smiled, gave each other a kiss, and it was magical. It was done. I love that little anecdote because I do believe that in every single relationship, there is this moment where it's like, that's it. Yeah, that's my man. To, we're You're together. My person. Yeah, like this is this is it. This is the relationship that we're in, and I'm I'm falling in love. And I think they have a really solid marriage. I. There's every couple of years. There's always rumors like someone's cheating, someone's cheating. I don't think that's the case. I think these two are have a very successful marriage and yeah. are in it together, and they are each other's people. She is going to be there at his bedside. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah, to the end, to the end. Absolutely. Um, they got married in '99, and then we went on to have four kids together. Max, who's 20, um, she goes to Tufts and currently and came out as bisexual at 17. She's the author of the book. I'll give it to you straightish. Do you think she had a ghostwriter for that book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Uh, Nikki, who is currently at Loyola Marymount in L.A., he's also pursuing his real estate license, as we know. You don't really um, need a college degree for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, remember the whole thing with her, with Gina? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're doing it at the same time. Kat, 17 years old. <clears throat> she came out as a lesbian at 14. And then Ace, who is 13, 
Um, Ace was nine months old when Heather first joined the show and then came out as transgender in 2023. Yeah, so Ace was born as Colette, which was what her sparkling wine Colette was named after, which was champagne made in the Champenoise method, if (laughs) you might remember. But we will refer to Ace as Ace. And I absolutely love this. Like, can we just talk for a moment about how open and cool they are with this? She's got every single part of the LGBTQTI. She's got every letter. Yeah, every letter. I absolutely love this. I love how supportive they are. I think they're very into being supportive about this. Can I read this quote that I found? Absolutely. So she... It was this is from a People magazine article when they announced about Ace being uh, coming out or transgender. So our job as parents is to give kids a safe and supportive environment so they can grow up as happy, as healthy, happy, confident, independent humans. Since Ace is a 12-year-old child with a life, long life ahead of him, we will let him tell his own stories someday if he chooses to do so. All we can say is, Ace, we love you so much. We are proud to be your parents. Your brothers and sisters love and support you too. I, I love this. I know. I it's know. so sweet. And I think part of, part of the reason that she came back um, to the show, so she was on from seasons 7 through 11 and then came back at season 16. And I think she came back because it was a lot of what, you know, she wanted to A, show how her children are doing. I think they were a big reason that they wanted to kind of get a platform themselves and but they have a really nice family i mean i the kids seem so well adjusted and like you know i i hate to talk about the kids but there have been other housewives whose kids were like a total fucking mess absolutely you know, just off the wall especially on the oc yeah and these kids are well adjusted they're successful they're thoughtful they're nice to each other they're they're grateful for their parents too yeah. which is pretty rare yeah I mean, I don't know if I'm even there yet, but they're they're just they're great. They're great kids. It's a really lovely family, whether you like them or not. Yeah, totally. Okay, so yeah, like I said, so Heather joined in season seven. She left after eleven, so she was asked to come back as a friend of for season twelve, but she ultimately said no. I'm it's all in or nothing. Basically, it was like we kind of really don't want. We were her time was it's, up. It was sort of like you know with the. Do you remember when Lydia? With Lydia's magazine, and they wanted to be on the cover. Of Nobleman Magazine? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're all or nothing. They're cover, story, or nada. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She does not do Friend Of. So she joined in 16, and they just started filming season 18 with member of Mount Rushmore, who's coming back as a friend of. Are you serious? Alexis Bellino. Oh my god, I am so excited to see that storyline transpire. Especially with John Jay and Shannon Bedore. I mean, that is going to be... I think we might have a season. Yeah. I'm excited. That's going to be seismic. Um... Some storylines, or should we go over her... Let's do her socials. Okay. Okay, so for Instagram... This, she's she, her, public figure, mother of four, married to my love, Dr. Dubrow, here to start conversations. Let's talk. She's got 1.7 million followers. That is... That's a lot. A lot. I don't know. I mean, is she really that famous? I... You know what? She's got a podcast that she still actually does. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, she's got that long, illustrious acting career. She's got a lot of IMDb credits. Do you think she's still getting royalties? Well, I don't know if they're playing. I don't think. I mean, I think when you're doing like what story arcs, probably not. Yeah. She had such famous arcs as Hot in Cleveland, Malibu Country, Married with Children. 
she was in 17 episodes of what's the show Jenny with Jenny McCarthy that was like her big claim to fame and 22 episodes of Stark Raving Mad did you ever see that? No, that was a little before my time. I've actually never seen any of these shows. I'm, but like, the time of Married with Children, Jenny, Stark Raving Mad, that was a very different era of television. Yes. Than something like Hot in Cleveland in Malibu Country. I'm confused as to who watches Hot in Cleveland in Malibu Country. <laughs> who, who watches that? I would assume s- more Southern people would southern watch Malibu Country because it's got Reba. Da- okay, it. Yeah, it yeah. sounds very CBS to me. Yeah. And Hunt in Cleveland, um, you know, when you're having a stay at a hospital, <laughs> it might be on, or when you're in a hotel and you're, there's nothing on TV. Hot in Cleveland is definitely corresponds with hospital stay. Hospital stay. Yeah, I also think like a fo- foreign country hotel. Yeah. And you're flipping through and it's on in English. <laughs> it would qualify. Okay, so she's got 1.7 million followers. Let's compare that to her kryptonite, Kelly Dodd, who's got 754,000. Not far behind, Terry Dubrow has a million followers. Do you think he has the most followers out of any husband? husband? I would think Mauricio might. Oh, yeah. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do a deep dive on that a little bit later. Shannon, her other sometimes her frenemy Shannon has one point three million followers. Not to be outdone by Tamra, not Barney. I was gonna say Tamra Judge is one point eight million followers. I have to assume she's gotten a hundred thousand followers from the traders. Oh yeah, yeah, which is a whole different thing. And then you're talking about Tamra. Yeah. Okay. So according to Celebrity Net Worth, Harry and Harry... See, it's really easy to do that. Yeah. Harry and Tether. <laughs> Harry and Tether, yeah. <laughs> Heather and Terry, they're worth $70 million. That is an insane amount of money. They sold their chateau for like $50 million. Yeah, $50 million. And they just bought one for $16 million, And I think they're redoing They love that. a project. They love a project. I've never met anyone... Well, your parents are kind of like this, but they love, yeah. they love like moving. They love. They don't love moving. They love redoing a place and then looking at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Afterwards, like it's these, a great hobby. These people are. They're finding a rental just to kind of like get it going. They like the chaos of it. Yeah, you know. I think this is also. They're always looking for things to do together, and I think this is something that they do together very successfully. She takes ownership on the project management. She kind of spearheads the vision, mm-hmm. the vision being hotel boardroom, because that's what all of her homes I look like. I do not enjoy these aesthetics. Yeah. It I, does look like a hotel lobby. Yeah. I mean, that wall of, sh- of Mo, uh, what is it, Moat and Chandon? Her, the, her wall of champagne. Clicquot oh, yeah. is yeah. her champagne of choice. And here's what I'd say about that. Now, I... I'm never going to turn down a good bottle of Vouv. Of course not. Honestly, for that price point, there is so many other champagnes. It's sort of like the basic bitch of fancy champagne. And it's always sort of shocked me that like her like go-to champs mm-hmm. is Vouv. And I think she sort of brought the word champs into the vernacular. She did. She was definitely responsible for that. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like... like Santa Margarita. It's like the Santa Margarita. Yeah. Of, you know, where it's like... Okay. A Kim Crawford of, like, higher ed champagnes. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of, like, her aesthetic. It's either very, like, Parisian sort of French chateau or, like, 
this kind of sterile ultra modern and I, I don't know it's almost like she says it's just like European but without yeah. really like honing in on a country or style it's just European right. as like a whole like as a genre as a genre my genre is European right. <laughs> like it really doesn't mean anything <laughs> But back to the 70 million, how do you think they made that? I mean, it's, he's a, obviously he's a successful doctor. He has a line of books. Um, he was on the swan, as we talked about. I also think they hit it big time in real estate, too. Yeah. I think they bought low and sold high and redid it. So this is interesting, too. According to Heather, Terry's brothers snorted away their inheritance in the 80s. And the Dubros, they're hustlers. Mm-hmm. I really agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I think... He probably comes from a little bit of money. I mean, I think they both come from yeah. upper middle class. Yeah, but no, I I'm sure that they just they they saw a project and an opportunity and they went for it, um, and that's just kind of their mo, right? Yeah. Whether it's like real estate or a, a skincare line or a wine, they go for it. Their money is legit. Yes, totally, totally legit. Okay, so do why don't you do the taglines? I'd be honored. So, season seven. I may be married to a plastic surgeon, but I'm 98% real. I like this one. I like it too. I just, I think it's cheeky. I think it's, it's a little self-deprecating. I love it. Season eight. Whoever said blondes have more fun hasn't met me. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Season nine. You may think I have it all, but I'm just getting started. I feel like this is such a housewife trope of a... Tagline. Yeah, what does that mean and what is it referring to? What happened in season nine that it's like. Season nine was when Shannon came on. Oh. And I think Shannon and Heather. Shannon triggered Heather like nobody's business. Yeah, do you remember? Like, we don't live in the same development. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We actually live, we look down on you. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Season 10. No one's life is perfect, but mine is pretty close. These are very vanilla. Mm-hmm. This is very like. Yeah, season 11. If at first you don't succeed, try it my way. Mm. Yeah. Season 16. Now, this is so this is after she left and came back. If you'd like to reach my standards, I'd suggest you get a ladder. I, I mean, I, I, you know, they keep on getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. Season 17. I live my life in HD, sharp, bright, and more focused than other. Than ever. No, see, her I first hate one. It. Yeah. I hate that one. <laughs> her first one was certainly her best. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, not good. They just keep on getting progressively worse. I mean, I just, they all have like this sort of, this, you know, air about them that, it, here's why, here's why the first one works and the other ones don't. Okay. The other ones focus on sort of her being fancy and elevated and mm-hmm. having more than everything else, whereas sort of the season seven, I may be married to a plastic surgeon, but I'm 98% real, is kind of self-deprecating. That's why it works so well. Absolutely. And housewives work best, I think. My favorite housewives tend to be a little more self-deprecating. Yeah. Or monsters. There's no in-between. Exactly. Okay. So should we go into um, should we go into our moments? Let's go into our moments. Okay. I, you know, I had to narrow it down. I actually had a lot more moments than I thought I was going to. Season, um, do you want to start? Do you want me to? Why don't you start? Okay. I might even have an extra moment in there, too, because I can't help myself. And these might be a little all over the map. I started watching these seasons sort of like not in order, which I sometimes like to do. Um, okay, well, I'm going to start with this one. So this is season nine, episode five. I couldn't share less. 
Now, this is when Shannon has entered the scene. Heather is completely triggered by her. It's someone who has just enough, just as much money as Shannon does, or as Heather does. And Heather was the one to introduce Shannon into the group. So the ladies are at the infamous Javier's. Heather is there with Lizzie. This is one with Lizzie oh, on. And God. then there was some girl named Danielle that they were trying out as a friend of, and it didn't take. Heather asks if seats are prearranged. And somebody says, what about blondes and brunettes? And Heather clearly does not want to do this. She just wants to sit with these two duds. She knows these are one-season wonders. And then she's like, well, two blondes, one, two blondes, one blonde. Heather's acting really uptight, and she's getting really jealous that Vicky likes Shannon so much. And Vicky took to Shannon right away, which was just sort of like unheard of. Shannon went to the bathroom. Heather immediately takes Shannon's chair back so she can sit by Vicky. Shannon comes back and starts with Heather. She's like, Heather, this is my chair. Heather proceeds to tell Shannon that she was originally sitting here and she was told to move. Shannon pipes up, not by me. Heather's acting like such a bigger person or such like a annoying person in this. She says, she starts like gaslighting Shannon about the whole thing. Who's And um, she starts yelling at Shannon about how she came out so angry and rude and was like raising her voice. And Shannon is actually really remaining calm about this whole thing too. And like, it's, yeah. it's not a big deal. If you want to sit there, take the chair. We were just in the middle of a story. And she starts just going crazy. Like, you went crazy when you saw me. And this sort of, like, leads into something I really can't stand about Heather is she sort of, like, makes people, gaslights people a lot or, like, makes people seem like they're crazy. When she is cornered, she gaslights. And she, yeah, she has that tendency to be like, why are you yelling at me? Or why are you screaming right now? It's like, but I'm, I'm not. It's like, yes, you are. You did. You yeah. raised a finger I, at me. Yeah, it's really, it's not one of her most endearing qualities. No, say. and she kept bringing it up and bringing it up. And it was such like a, like a whole, like, just take the damn chair at the restaurant. It's fine. There's six of you here. You can all talk to each other. And then Heather also proceeds to go, because she starts getting really upset about it. And she's like, what if we did this like a European dinner where after each course, everyone moves? Now, you've been to Europe before. Has that ever happened? <laughs> Have you ever done that at dinner? I've never encountered that. Uh, it's like a sh- like snowball at like a dance. Yeah, like, now like a switch. speed dating kind of thing. I'm sure the waiters and waitstaff would love that. Right. <laughs> okay, so that's my moment. It just sort of goes into how she's just so triggered by Shannon. Yeah. Yeah, that... that now, do you think she was also triggered because Vicky took such a liking to Shannon? I think... You know, here's the thing I think about Heather, too. I think no matter how uptight and how fancy and how this or that, she's very sensitive. Very. And I think that's why she's an actress. I think her mom and her dad were so uptight and so prim and proper and so, like, controlling that she kind of needed a little bit more. And she's more sensitive than she lets on. And I think she got, like, jealous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you. this also comes out in her relationship with Terry. Now, he definitely pokes, but, like, the first seasons that she was on, they were definitely having some marital issues because he would not let up when she was having a moment or needed a little bit more comfort or softness from him, and he would just continue to, like, workshop his jokes and jab. He's and workshopping she, them. Yeah. He also, like... 
isn't that hands-on of a dad. No. She runs either. the house. She runs the house. He happily admitted that he's changed like one diaper one time for one kid. Which mortifies me. Yeah. It's so gross. And that's not a, I don't think you should admit that. No. And no. also, he's very like... He's the first one he's admitted on this show. Like, I feel guilty that I don't feel guilty about not spending time with my kids. Like, he's better with adult children and not yeah. little kids. Definitely. Um... Should I go to my moment? Yeah, do your moment. So yours was, you know, a little bit more of Heather's not finest moment. I want to focus on a really great Heather moment. Okay. And that is Glamis. So Tamra organizes this camping trip, uh-huh. like a, um, a camper van camping trip to Glamis. Did which, you have the episode for that? Uh, yes. So it's uh, ep- season 11, episode 10. Perfect. And... The purpose of this trip is just to get a bunch of family members together, both, you know, the kids of the cast, the some of the husbands, all the girls go to these dunes, and it's got to be... It's weird. about three hours away yeah. from OC. From OC. And, you know, they are hanging out in these camper vans, and they ride these dune buggies. So, um, Tamara, Vicky, and Heather... Kelly Dodd as Kelly well. Kelly Dodd, too. They're riding in one of these dune buggies, and it's all open on the sides, and they go over a, a dune that has a drop, and the dune buggy tumbles, right? And mm-hmm. there's this moment of, like, pure silence, right after you see, in this really climactic moment, the dune buggy, like, tumbling down this Kelly's dune. helmet fell yeah, off of her. Yeah, there's, like, a close-up shot. You don't know what's happening. And there's this silence. And all of a sudden, Heather goes... Nobody move. Nobody move. She's right. She's right. And it reminds me of that moment where you drop a glass at Passover or something, and somebody's <laughs> like, nobody move. Glass. Glass. Nobody walk there for the next 75 years. But she just really takes to it. She she gets out of the dune buggy. She makes sure everyone's okay. She goes to the kids that are also there, calms them down, and really takes control of the situation. And I feel like she's very successful in this moment. And also, like, it just sort of mirrors her relationship as a mom like in a moment of crisis she she is is, my call she is my call too i mean and you also see that um the time this was season 10 episode 5 where vicky's mother passed oh yeah, and she was right there for her i mean basically holding her on the ground and so in a moment of crisis Dubro rises. She rises. Yeah. She takes control in the best of ways. And she didn't even sugarcoat it for the kid. She's like, we are fine. Vicky is hurt. You stay here. We're okay. But let me go take care of this now. And she took took charge. She did. She did show yeah. up in a giant bus that wasn't fancy enough for her. But <laughs> yeah. she, yeah, she was great. Yeah, I really liked her. And I'll, I'll, that's definitely my shining star moment for her. That's a great shining star moment. Okay, so this one, this is really what endeared me to her, too. And it's not so shining star. It's just, it proves how smart she is. And I think she is definitely one of the smartest housewives out there. So this is season 10, episode 16, Suspicious Minds. And I got to tell you, this is in the thick of Cancergate. I feel like I've said this before, but these episodes suck me in every time I end up watching the whole episode. And I just absolutely love Cancergate. So they're at Shannon's Aries party. We're in the thick of it. Everyone's asking questions. Shannon's now suspicious, finally. Vicky and Brooks just confronted Megan about it, and none of the stories add up. Heather is the only one that can talk to Vicky without Vicky getting super riled up and just leaving. 
And Brooks earlier said that he may, she may know the same doctor that he's going to do that he stopped chemo with because she went to this doctor for cellulite. And he said that this doctor took a bunch of uh, reversitol, which helped him with the same type of cancer that Brooks had. And she's starts getting, she's saying that she's really concerned about this doctor scamming Brooks. So, like, that's kind of a good way to, like, hook Vicky into this. And Vicky's lies are all starting to come out. She looks basically defeated. Heather breaks down everything for Vicky. And Heather says she's been a supporter of Brooks, and she's going to tell Vicky what she has said and why. So she's like, I'm talking about you, and this is why. Clearly, Heather is just telling just telling all the information that's just coming out is, quote-unquote, hanky. And who's lying? It's not me. Wait, Heather says it's hanky? Yeah, it's hanky. Hanky. I love that. <laughs> I did, too. Yeah. It's very Amazing. hanky. It's a great word. Vicky tries to say that he's taking the reversatol to get his immune system up. And you can't get this past Heather because she's like, that is not what Brooks originally told her. And I'm telling you that things aren't adding up. Heather goes on to say, it's fabulous if he isn't sick, if it's true. Show the medical records, shut everyone up. Vicky says she can't believe that she is, these are the type of friends that she hangs out with. And then Heather deftly says, no, this is a group of people that love you, that want you to have the very best. And if they feel like you're being taken, and she's just so good at systematically parsing this out for Vicky, who still doesn't realize it yet. And I think Vicky was on to him too, but. I think, I think Heather is the only one that Vicky respects. I would agree with that. You know, that I think she... It sort of defers to Vicky. Yeah. Vicky defers to Heather. Like, out of anyone... I mean, none of the women work, so that's a problem, according to Vicky. But, like, I think she, out of anyone, respects Heather's opinion more so than, like, certainly Kelly Dodd or Tamara, even. Well, Tamara's not smart. No, Tamara's not smart. I mean, and they're not that smart on how... I mean, the Orange County Housewives, Emily's smart. Emily is smart, yeah. Gina's quick. There's oh. something kind of like... <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know like... quick is the right word, but she's not dumb, but she's not smart. Not Heather smart. Heather, yeah. I think, can take anyone to task. Yeah. I would love to see Heather on an Ultimate Girls Trip. You know, I've never seen to an episode wh- of Ultimate Girls Trip. Well... Are you shocked? I am shocked. I know. I know. I've got to start. I've got to start. I feel like you need like a blizzard and like they're short. They're like six episodes. Okay. Well, it's sold. I love the season. That's like eight episodes or less. And it's like all stars. And I would love to see how they're like out of her comfort element with some of these other women. Okay. Too. And to see how like other like smarter women play housewives. Maybe there's like a change.org petition that you could start for that. Change.org. Yes. We'll do that. (laughs) All right, what's your moment? Um, so this is really silly, but I just thought it was kind of cute. Um, in season 10, episode 5, you know, this is when, yet again, Terry is, um, like, has promised that he's going to reel back on work, spend more time with the kids, what have you. You know, attaches himself to yet another project. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a reality television show. I think it actually might be botched. And Oh, it is botched for sure. Yeah. And so they want to spend time together. So Heather um, goes to his office to have a cyst removed from her hand. And that's their date night. Now, is that a, um, is that a violation at all to have your husband work on? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking 
that when I was watching it. You know, they may have signed something beforehand. That's what I'm thinking. That's funny. But they're, you know, they had a very, they had very cute rapport. And I feel like we've seen not significant ups and downs in their marriage. Nothing like the Bedores or, you know, the Gunvalsons or anything like that. But they get in fights. They get in fights. They're not perfect. They have moments where they like each other a bit more than others. And this one really just, you know... They were they were being very cute together and seeing them work together on a project and the project being Heather's cyst removal was Her really endearing. I know that cute little just cyst. go to any like dermatologist for probably in about ten seconds. <laughs> I mean, her and Heather, her and Terry do fight though. I mean, do we have to talk about onion rings anymore? Oh God, if I have to hear the word onion rings, let your goddamn husband have some onion rings at the at, I know at a freaking cl- you're having lobsters. Have some onion rings. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. would be delicious. Well, uh, she let up. She let up eventually. I think, but after she watched the season and realized how, what a shrew she sounded right. like for like <laughs> making onion rings, like that's when, that's when she was really trying out her fancy persona, uh-huh. and she was really, I think, a lot more guarded. I think Heather is a lot less uptight in real life than she is on the show. I think she's a big stoner. I think she also swears like a truck driver. You want to know something? I do not believe that she's a big stoner. Okay, do you remember when they do edibles? Yeah. She's like, the bite, that she took the tiniest little bite of this edible. It's like 0.01 milligrams. It's like, girl, you're not doing anything (sighs) with that bite. Maybe. Oh, no. I wanted to think she was a stoner. But she's a big drinker. She parties. She parties. And I think she's a lot more fun to party with. I think if you could get her to actually let loose, there was this time in Ireland when they just like went to a bar and she was taken like, to, like it, they were just getting drunk and she was laughing her ass off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ireland. I love that trip. Yeah, that we've got to dive into that one. Okay, okay. So it, that's your moment? That's my moment, yeah. So here's my last moment. This is season 16, episode 12, Apples and Oranges. So Gina and Heather are doing Laverne and Shirley in New York. They're on the college campus tour of Syracuse with Nikki and Max are there. They head to the city and they're having dinner with Heather's mom, aunt and uncle, and Gina's parents who haven't arrived yet. And you just see exactly where Heather came from. It is from her mother. This mother is such a piece of work. It was shocking, not shocking. The mother sits down and she starts yelling. I thought I was going to sit next to Max. Max, put your cell phone away. And then she calls over the waitress. She goes, excuse me, I don't mean to be rude, but this is how you set a table. And she like rearranges the table. This oh, yeah, like to, poor to the waitress. waitress. And yeah. like Heather is just like reeling inside. She's cringing. She talks about how proper her mother is. And Heather says she's very similar in the decorum realm, but is vastly different. Then her mother orders a kettle one martini, very dry, with the ice from the shaker served on the side. <laughs> like, what? I didn't even know you could <laughs> yeah. do that. You want the leftover ice? <laughs> I mean, I do put ice in white wine, so who am I to judge? Gina says this explains a lot about Heather and how Heather is. Heather then proceeds to order a tequila on the rocks served in a wine glass with limes on the side. Do you have any fresh juice? She asks. Grapefruit juice on the side. It's just so (laughs) Heather. But then she does explain, like, she's a lot more sensitive. And, like, her, she grew up very, like, 1950s. 
proper parents. I think it was probably a very cold household. Very much so. It was regimented and scheduled, which she is, but I think she's a lot more warm and caring. Yeah, and for like... As annoying as Terry Dubrow is, like, he does bring a warmth and a silliness that I think was probably very lacking in our house. Um, I doubt that Conrad Kent was a real barrel of laughs. Oh, no. <laughs> I wonder what Terry's parents in home life was like as a kid. But yeah, Conrad Kent did certainly not. <laughs> um, yeah, so my last moment... Um, you know, I, I really don't know how to feel about this moment. Maybe you can offer some insight. But uh, it's season 16, episode 2. Um, they are having the, uh, just a house party. This is right? Heather's, like, return to Housewives Heather's house party. Heather's return, yeah. So they're in their new home. Um, and uh, Nicole, uh, which is a friend of, was Nicole there. Weiss. Nicole Weiss. Um, but she, it was going by somebody else, another name at the time, mm-hmm. is at the house. And it comes, Shannon discloses that this woman, Nicole, had actually sued Terry at some point in time for a botched boob job. And that information is shared at this dinner party. And rather than kick out Nicole, mm-hmm. uh, Heather goes upstairs grabs Terry and they go down and they speak with Nicole and Terry's like so wait Nicole you sued me and then he goes in to explain Nicole's mortified she said that she was sort of just drawn into this lawsuit she was very young but Heather's response was like it's okay it's okay I'm just I'm surprised that you didn't tell me about this beforehand but like let's let's just forget it this happens doctors get sued Let's move on. And I just thought it was like really cool. Now, this is how you are so wrong on so okay. many levels. <laughs> she, once she had found out who she was, went to the cameras and told them to stop filming right now. There was that. Stomped her way upstairs to Dr. Terry Dubrow and said, I just quit the show. This is after her spending $38,000 on Nobu. Yeah, for, this woman loves Nobu. Nobu. I know. Like, she's a voof click clothes like Nobu. Nobu. She's sort of yeah, like a basic. fancy basic yeah. bitch. Oh, there's my Chiron. Um, <laughs> I just happened on that. They were upstairs for hours. Really? Like, is this according to Reddit? This is according to, like, yeah, all the blogs. Production basically stopped for a few hours, and she was fuming mad. That was them getting their, like, grip back together and coming to fake a scene. They were livid. This wow. did not go the way that... But the she could do that. Yeah, yes, I mean, the way you saw it was how she wanted you to see it, and she fooled you. She no, did fool this me. this was call, them call upstairs. Me like, no, this was hours. This party didn't... I mean, everybody left, and it was like... Is that why you think Nicole Weiss didn't return? Because that was basically the end of her run. She was a friend of she, for about a minute and a half, and that was one it. One of it, yes, 100%. Okay. And... It was her eye. It was a lot of stumping around. It was a lot of Heather having a tantrum. A yeah. total meltdown right now. Like, this is not how I'm coming back. You will not embarrass us like this. And then we'll show you, like, absolutely not. I totally disagree. Okay. Well, we disagree. disagree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we do... You know, one other tiny little moment that I just have to say, because, I mean, the house is like another housewife, I think. Her uh, Chateau oh. Dubrow. I hate her houses. I hate her house. And all they wanted to do was have a port of cashier. 
which is like a little motorcade. <laughs> and they were like, did you get the portico chair? And that's just like one of those little like archways on a driveway. Yeah, it's a fancy driveway is what so it like is. So like in case it's raining outside, you can like get out under the portico chair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I am not into her choice, but I do approve the portico share. I, whenever I talk to my mom about like pulling into a driveway, I always say, and the portico share. <laughs> She's really introduced me to a lot of words. Should we do burning questions? Yes, okay. let's do it. Does production like her? I think so. I mean, I feel like they give her good edits. I mean, they certainly gave her a great edit. I was fooled in season. See, I think, no, I think because she did that, I think they're just like, oh. I think they're scared of her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's got a lot of money behind her. Like, she could actually sue Bravo and and keep that lawsuit going. Oh, she won't do that. She needs it too much. Does Andy like her? I do think so. I think so, too. Yeah. I think he finds her smart. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Fashionable. I think she... I said this before. She is an Orange County 9 and a New York 6. Yeah. It's very clean. It's very put together. It's not super labely. It's all very fancy. It's all Chanel, Chanel, Chanel. Yeah, it's like a $400 black t-shirt kind of thing. She doesn't try anything different. She's very, like, restrained. Very restrained. Like, I don't like how she dresses. Even Okay, so even though somebody like... Well, OC is a bad example because their fashion they're, choices yeah, are just no. awful. But like, they're I one step up from SLC. Yeah, I mean, I would never dress like Dorit Kemsley. Right? No, but I really appreciate her dedication to it. Like, she—that's a woman who like loves fashion and just enjoys it and lives it and, and tries of, things and tries things. That is not Heather. No. Like, I don't think Heather actually likes fashion all that much either. To be honest, I think she likes expensive. Yeah, I think she likes expensive. But her style kind of reminds me of like waspy. Yeah, but like Long Island waspy. Like, like, did you ever? See, you never saw Uncut Gems, right? No, I haven't. Did you see? Um, you are so not invited to my bar mitzvah. I sure did. Okay, it's like a bar mitzvah dress. Everything she wears looks like she could go to like she could be a mom at someone's bar mitzvah. Yep, that's yeah. exactly what. It's sort of like middle of the road, but high end. I, if Sarah were here, I can imagine Sarah saying she does not like how Heather dresses. <laughs> Well, we agree with that. Exactly. Um, Do you like her home? No. I don't need the etching in the glass of the four children's ovaries in the... Yeah, or a 21-seat movie theater. Who needs that? Who has more than 20 friends? I just want a couch. Yeah. That's what I want. I just want to lay on a couch. And also, like, the time capsule that we're all putting into... The concrete of the house, write notes for well wishes. Like, oh, just sell yeah, that thing for $50 million and be done with it. Enough. Is she fun to drink with? Not as much fun as the other girls. I think if she was not on camera, I would think she can be fun to drink with. I think you just have to get her. If you can get her extra loaded, I say yes. All right, I'll give you that. I mean, if she's really wasted. You I feel just, like she never gets herself there. She's got to be really comfortable with you to get there. I think on camera, yes. But I think off camera, I think she'll knock a few back. And she's not good there for a long time. She's going to go to bed early. Yeah. So if you can get her for like a afternoon cocktails, she can be fun. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Like afternoon cocktails on her patio or yes. something. Yeah, she'd be fun that way. Um, favorite TV show, movie? <sighs> Anything she, hot in Cleveland, Malibu, Malibu country, yeah. <laughs> anything she's been on. 
I think. What do you? Th- do, what else do you think she watches? What do you think she's streaming on Netflix? Um, I feel. See, I I get kind of like, like Reese Witherspoon rom com vibes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I get. I I feel like she does like a Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like fair. one step above Hallmark films. Oh, all right. I think she'll watch whatever the kids want to watch. I think she watches things like, oh, what's that Mindy Kaling one? Ooh, College Girls or something. Sex Life of College yeah. Girls. Like she'll watch stuff with her kids. Yeah. And Cocktail of Choices, obviously. Champs. Champs. I think she'll also get like a vodka soda if mm-hmm. she's not having champagne. Yeah. But she really tried to make Champs like her brand. And I it know. worked. It did. I mean, she had Colette. We call it champs. We do call it champs. I mean, even in my vernacular, it has just entered my vernacular. Uh, do you think she's a good tipper? Yeah. I think oh, so, yeah. too. Yeah. She's always giving 20% or above. I think she knows that she is very high maintenance in her ordering and tips accordingly. She's Sally from When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What kind of mom do you think she is? A good one. Yeah. There are just so many good examples of her, like, when she there for goes kids. To, and I know the cameras are there, but I truly believe she goes to like each one of their kids and makes each one of her kids feel special. Yeah, she definitely has like queen or king for a day with each of her kids on regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's almost like practically an empty nest. You know, she only has one kid at home just about. And she talks with them. She supports them. They come I, to her too. I bet they talk to her a lot. I, yeah. I love their family dynamic. Totally. Uh, does she host a good event? A good trip? I think she does. Yes, I think she does, too. I would kill to go to one of her events. I know oh we're going to get a lot of swag, too. Yeah, um, like, she had Nobu as, as her, yeah, her I'll eat, no, I'll eat all your fresh sushi. Can I take a doggy bag home yeah. if we're cutting this party short? I totally... And I, here's what I love. Is this... We might talk about this a little bit later, but um, she gives great gifts. She's a great gift giver. Yeah, great trip gifts. Like, she did... I have a couple of notes. Um... Like in Mexico, she had like fans and earplugs. And, they're thoughtful. And they're thoughtful and they're like really specific and they're not over the top. Like, do you remember when Mary Cosby oh. gave like Balenciaga AirPods? And it's like, what is this? How how did you afford this? Like hers are just really practical. Really Exa- practical. Again, she come back to practical. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And thoughtful, like the chopsticks that were engraved with everyone's name. That was another gift of hers. Like just. Really great gifts. I would agree with it. I would love to go to a Heather Dubrow event. Or has she hosted any trips? She hosted the girls when she was doing Hawaii Five O. Oh yeah, right. and it was just Vicky and Tamra, and they were making fun of her the whole time because they were fighting over what degree of temperature red wine should be served at, and Vicky pretended she was snoring. Yeah. Okay. Snorgate. Is she on your Mount Rushmore? No. 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 I, I do enjoy her. I do really want to see her on an ultimate girls trip with other like smart ones to see like who implodes. And then like a couple chaos, agents of chaos. I feel like she'd be in. really like good with Luann. Like her and Luann and Sonia, I feel like would be really I good together. I would love to actually see her. See, everyone says Beverly Hills, but you know what? I think New York would like. I think she'd fit right in. I think she would do well in New York. Yeah. Is she a good friend? Yeah. I do think she's a good friend. I think she is, too. I think she's caring. I think you tell her a secret. I think the secret stays with her. It does. Yeah. There was um, there was actually an example of that. I when Shannon, I'll give you the example of it. Shannon's marriage. That's so Shannon's yeah. marriage. When Shannon, when she kicked Shannon out of her house 
And they talk about this. I read the Diamonds and Rosé portion about this. So she was at lunch and she was talking about... So Tamara had told her basically about the email or like be really nice to Heather or Shannon because her marriage is falling apart, blah, blah, blah. After that event, she went to Fig and Olive and... (laughs) The names of these friends. I know. And she was there with some of her friends and some she didn't. Some Somebody who was at that lunch was like friends with David's mistress. And it sort of had come up. And that's why Shannon, and they couldn't really say this on TV, but then Shannon showed up at Heather's house asking like, how do you know this information? She was really fragile. She had only told Tamara about this email that David had sent her saying like, I should move out. And she was hysterical. And Heather was like, you need to leave. Like, she... This this is an example of... Like, season 9 was not a good Heather season mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. I mean, but she kept her about... I mean, she was quiet, though, about it. But she kept it, and she, she knew. She kept it a secret. And she didn't yeah. tell. Yeah. Um, is she... So, we asked, is she a good friend? Do you relate to her? Um... Six... Percent, yeah, we're, we're both fair. Jewish, yeah. I like champagne a lot. I like, yeah, I really like champagne, and we're Jewish. You want to know something? I would love to go to like her breakfast or if she was hosting like a good holiday, a good holiday, yes, you know. And then that it's like, let's go to that sort of distant family members for that one Jewish holiday, and mm-hmm. that's it. And I'd have a good time because you can it. show up empty handed and like. Not lift a finger, and you know it's going to be like a good bar and good food. Oh yeah, yeah. It's but I, be I a don't. Good crowd. I mean, other than that, no, I don't relate to her. I don't like her fashion choices. I don't like her homes. Like, I just don't like her aesthetic. No, right? You know, I don't think she's. I don't think she's cool. She's not cool. They're not cool. Yeah. There it is. They're not cool. Republican or Democrat? Democrat. I think yeah, Democrat yeah. for sure. Do they vote? Do they donate or work for charities? They're very into like LGBTQIA plus yeah. charities now and PSAs. And there was even that moment when she was talking about, she was having a moment with, I can't remember if it was Max or the other one. Katerina. Katerina. Thank you. And she was talking about how like, I, she wishes like all parents could accept their kids and like, come to me. I'll be there for you. Like, I, I really think she's got such a great heart when it comes to things like that. Do you think she was a fangirl of the show? No. No. I know. It was too new. It, it was too new, and I feel like, you know, she she kind of looks down on everyone there. Like, how could she fangirl something that she feels like she's better than? This is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree with that. That's a really astute... Yes. Thanks, Bass. You're welcome. So do you think she's fun to party with? Again, I think she can be. Yeah. You just got to get her to, like, loosen up. If you can get her, she's not going to dance at a table. No, no. But she'll give you a great gift. She'll give you a great <laughs> gift. And you know what? She'll, she'll let's get that second bottle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll get the second bottle. Does she give good confessionals? Um, media, right? Like Good, not great. Good, not great. Good, not great. Like, she's not, she's not punny enough. She tries. Every now and then, she'll get something good that's in. But it's a lot. It's very sort of... Is it low-hanging fruit? Yeah, that's sort of where her comment... She's not funny. She's an explainer, though. Like, if you need something explained and, like, systematically parsed out, that's your girl. Yeah, yeah. She's good in in confessionals like that, where it's, like, recapping a situation. Perfect. Um, What was her high school superlative? 
I mean, is Best Actress too easy? I like that, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Best Actress. She was in all the theater productions and... Yeah, she was like a theater girl. Yeah, she was a theater girl. And they're a little yeah. bit, you know, nerdy. Uh, Real Money, Not House of Cards. Okay, what magazines or newspapers do you think they read? Oof. Us Weekly, I feel like she'd... Oh, she's a Vanity Fair. You think so? Oh, maybe Terry's the Us Weekly. Yeah, Terry's definitely the people. The people, (laughs) Us Weekly. Only if if they've made the issue. Right. That's the one where they'll be fine not being on a cover. Yeah. Nobleman, not so much. And do you think... Well, are they smart? I mean... Terry is obviously like I mean he's an accomplished surgeon. Yeah. Um, I think she is both book smart and kind of street smart. And when I say street smart, I don't mean like you know They're she savvy. can hang. She's savvy. She's a hustler. She sees an opportunity to make money and takes it. Yeah. You know, like the acting thing. Like she was a real working actress. Like on a re- she has an IMDb. Yeah, or IM a- IMBD or however the girls yeah. pronounce it. You know, on the show. <laughs> Um, so I think that she's savvy. She knows how to navigate situations. And yeah, she's smart. Who would you go to for plastic surgery? Dr. Paul Nassif or Dr. Terry Dubrow? Oh, um, I actually, Paul Nassif. You Paul think Nassif, Paul yeah. does a better plastic surgery? You know, it's been a while. I, I, um, Terry has kept his look a little bit more natural. I will say that. I mean, they've done a little, they've, they've done some. Have you seen that Terry's dyeing his hair now? I haven't. Yeah, it's not not good. I hate it when men dye their hair. I like a gray. I like a silver fox. I like a silver fox too. I could burn that leather jacket that you always seem traipsing oh about God, in. The leather jacket. <laughs> he showers in that leather jacket. He's <laughs> never nude for that leather jacket. <laughs> never nude. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so what are your rose and thorns? Um, Rose, she's a great mom. I feel like there have been so many moments that we've covered where it's just like she is excellent for her kids. Her kids really trust her. Um, that's my rose. My thorn is I feel like she makes people think that she's crazy. I have a couple of examples of this. Yes. You know She does. She's the gaslighter. Yeah. Like, do you remember Bowgate where Sarah, that girl, took the bow? I love that moment. Yeah. That's the at her name changing party. That was her name changing party. And um Heather says, I don't know if she has mental health issues or if she's drunk. I hate that. You know? And then um point break. Point Break, which is the Shannon episode, season nine, episode 13. You will all see that truth. Yeah, that one. Should we call an ambulance? I think she's having a mental break. Um, the Sprinter van in in Ireland. You know, uh, I think she's psychotic, referring to Kelly Dodd. Now, she was right on that one, but like... Absolutely. The fact is, she's, she weaponizes somebody... I, I don't... It's not weaponizing. It just... She diminishes somebody who's getting angry about something legitimately. And talks it up to like, mental oh, health. you're having a nervous breakdown. Yeah, and it's weird. I don't like that. Vicky even called her out on that, I think, in one of her confessionals. She's like, Heather does that. Yeah. yeah. So it's a known thing. That's a good rose and thorn. Mm-hmm. My rose, too. Look, she is on top of it. I think she's the one I'm going to call if there's a crisis and I need some help with something. She's my go-to call person. And then my thorn is, I think she just got, she started off the show a little too uptight and a little too buttoned up and a little too repressed in a way of trying to think that she's better than the show. Yeah. You're on Orange County. You're not better than the Orange Co- the Housewives of Orange County. You're a great beta. You're not an alpha. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You got any good Chirons? Um, let's see. 
I have Debbie Downer Dubrow because she's a little bit, I don't know, she's just kind of darker. Or the Yenta of Corona Del Mar. The Yenta of, oh, I like that one. (laughs) I have an OC9, but a New York City (laughs) 6. Just a basic fancy bitch. Yeah. She's really basic in her tastes. She's very basic. I mean, I feel like anyone with a champagne wall, it's like, I I don't need to know you. Press button here for champagne. Yeah. And any, I cannot stand it when people have an elevator in their house. I cannot. Do you have someone that's invalid that you need exactly. this for? Yeah, it's like you're. It's only three stories. Walk up the fucking stairs. Go up the stairs. Yeah, I could not agree more. I think she was a delight to cover, and I loved rewatching these episodes and seasons. It was fun. It was really fun. It was fun. We did it. We did it. All right. Well, don't forget to five-star rate and review. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell the mailman, mail person. Yeah, and uh, have a glass of champs. champs but or, or or sparkling wine in the champ and sh- style. In the champ and what's method. Yeah. Right. Please do that. Please follow us on What's Upon a Housewife PC. Tell us any thoughts or feelings and five-star rate and review. All right, we did it. Bye. Bye.